We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. Oh. See? It's soft. Smooth ends. No flyaways. Shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon. Only from John Frieda. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke. The Duke of Kent? No, my friend Duke. We're in a group chat together. LOL. It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But I, I do want to win the season long once just to get the street cred. Yeah, man. I, I, I was in the same boat as you. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by MondoGold.com, your premier destination for daily fantasy soccer. Head over to MondoGold.com and enter promo code ROTO for a 200% bonus on your first deposit. And now, here is Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Dazzo. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We're chatting at Major League Soccer right now. 
I am Andrew Laird, joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath, back from vacation. Skylar, I'm going to start with the first question with for you. If Tommy McNamara was walking down the street and you didn't know that he was a professional athlete, what do you think his occupation was? <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, wow. With that, uh, that fresh flowing mullet of his... Uh, maybe a pro surfer. Oh, <laughs> that's much better credit than I gave him. I said, I originally send a, said a bartender, and then I no offense to bartenders or waiters, but then I downgrade him to a waiter. <laughs> and JD gave him this credit of being a drummer in a band, an awful college cover band <laughs> that never left their college town. I liked that one. And then I also had Long Haul Trucker by Day, Rodeo Cowboy that's by right. Night. That's right, the Rodeo Cowboy. That was my yes. maybe my favorite once I thought about it for a few more minutes. Yeah, I'll stick with the, the surfer skater dude. Look. <laughs> I was just watching the game the other day, and it immediately came to my mind. That there's no way anybody would think this guy was like a, literally played sports for a living if they saw him. And is NYCFC's best midfielder. But. Right. Having to teach Pirlo and Lampard <laughs> around the uh, MLS pitch, but uh, we'll just jump right into their game actually because they're starting the week Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Nice early start for us. DC United at New York City FC. Uh, Frank Lampard, speaking of which, is questionable with a calf injury. He left uh, training on Wednesday. He's questionable for the game. I imagine getting hurt the day before a game doesn't lend itself to being available so uh we're we'll probably chat as if he's not going to play which i believe bumps tommy mcnamara up the rankings um how do you guys see this game playing out jd why don't you start um i think a lot of people look at the standings and how nycfc have been struggling and just immediately think uh, dc united should take care of business on the road but i think it's going to be a close one um, DC United won last week, one to nothing against Montreal, but they got crushed on the field. Um, I think they had one shot to Montreal's 24. It just so happened that none of Montreal's went in, and it, all of DC United's one went in. Right. So um, they still aren't going to have Fabian Spindola. It looks like they're going to be missing Nick DeLeon. Um, so I think that NYCFC might have the upper hand. Uh, whether Lampard plays or not. Yeah, David Villa seems pretty unstoppable at Yankee Stadium, although we've seen some pretty big scores at Yankee Stadium. Uh, Skyler, how does your opinion of Saborio change with the Spindola out? Um, I actually think it gives him a, a boost. I think, uh, I don't know, I mean, Spindola, he's good at what he does. He's active. He's uh, swinging crosses into him. I think Saborio's helped open up a Spindola's game a ton since he's arrived in D.C. But uh, I think with a Spindola out, then Saborio immediately becomes the go-to guy. And I think at, at a small field like, like Yankee Stadium, then that might benefit Saborio. I mean, I think he's going to be uh, – he's going to have some chances. So uh, I'm with J.D., though. I, I, I'm feeling New York City – FC to have a big game this game. I think they're going to bounce back and maybe uh, quiet some of the doubters because they have had a, a couple of 
suspect games and puts it nicely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, with, with DC coming to town, they're one of the best in the league at this point. So I think they they might be eyeing it as a a good opportunity to kind of hush some of the haters, so to speak. And I kind of like New York City this game. I'll note that they played the last match in week 24. I think this is week 25 coming up. So they played Sunday night, and now they're playing Thursday night. Not that that's uh, a terribly quick turnaround, but you don't often see teams finish a week and then start it as well. Uh, I mean, that that affects people like Pirlo and uh, maybe Iriola. I mean, yeah, they're kind of already looking like they, they don't have a full 90 in MLS in them. So... Yeah, that that's definitely a consideration. The other interesting thing about this game, I think, is the fullbacks. I was just um, about to bring them up. <laughs> both teams have really good sets of, uh, I guess, attacking fullbacks. I was going to say, that, I'm not sure New York City's are are good defenders. <laughs> no, not particularly, and neither is Chris Corb for DC United. So, um, but yeah, I think um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of the wing play in this game and who gets the upper hand because. Um, you know, they both like to run. Angelino's very fast. Um, DC United, I mean, Corb, for all of his weakness defensively, is pretty quick. So, yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Even on the, the skinny field, I still think the, the wing play is going to matter a lot. That's a great point. I was saying that to somebody the other day, the struggles that Lampard and I guess we could say Pirlo. Pirlo has never been kind of the player who was going to come in and score. 15 20 goals but they clearly haven't dominated Steven Gerrard had a really good first game but you know has been kind of a piece of of their attack he's not leading it and I I think it's great for the league that these older guys are coming in and they're not dominating that we have you know it's whether it's a retirement league or not you're not going to come over <laughs> here and have like an easy time you know just strolling through on a pitch to to dominate that we see guys like Jovinko who's what is he, 27, right, that he's in his prime and he's dominating, but it's because he's in his prime. that. So I think it's actually pretty good for, for MLS that these Lampards and, and Gerards aren't, you know, at the at the top right now. Yeah, it, show, it shows a lot, I think, um, just, you know, these guys were playing on some of the best teams in the world just a few months ago. So the fact that they come in and can't really dominate, you're you're right. It shows a lot of the, the energy that's in the MLS game Uh even though there's not quite the the finesse you've come to expect from watching some of the other leagues. Right. Yeah, it really seems like other than Giovinco, there's been a pretty good learning curve for any of these big superstars that have have come over to the league, even the likes of Thierry Henry. I mean, it took him a few games to get going. And it's it's, it's a tougher league than I think a lot of people give it credit for. So I do think on on a short slate for sites that offer the Thursday Friday contest. I think Pirlo is, is worth a look because um, there's not a lot of options in the midfield and he's the type of player that he just needs one free kick and, and could have a big night. So I don't uh, not like that play. Um, if anyone's going to stop a Pirlo free kick though, it's Bill Hamid. That's true. Especially after that beast performance over the weekend. That was massive. Yeah, he's, he's a monster. So just reminding I, everybody that he's one of the best here. <laughs> oh yeah. He's not one of the best players, uh, yeah. let alone keepers. So yeah, this is an interesting game. And I think the one, one final thing perhaps that we need to talk about is, uh, Quadwo Poku. If he gets on the field, um, he's probably one of the top midfield plays, particularly 
for the value on any site. Totally agree. I, I mean, I'm not sure why he doesn't play more often. The, I think it may be, you know, Jacobson's probably the guy he should go in for, and I think they need Jacobson to kind of cover Pirlo defensively. But, yeah, right. Poku's a I pretty mean, exciting player. Yeah, Poku's a guy that would also be trying to join the attack, and right. they do need somebody to, to that defensive midfielder role. So it it is kind of hard, like, where do you fit him? And I, I have to admit, mixed disc rude did not look terrible mm-hmm. on the wing this past weekend. <laughs> so that makes it even tougher when you have a mix kind of starting to play better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Enough about uh, one team that will definitely not even make the playoffs. I don't think we'll go to uh, two. <laughs> or, uh, two right that won't make the playoffs. Two more that won't make the playoffs. Friday, 11 p.m. Eastern, Colorado at San Jose. Can either of you make a case for even watching this game? Oh no way! <laughs> <laughs> what time is the game again? 11, 11 o'clock. <laughs> if this game was at three o'clock on a Saturday, would you watch it? Maybe. Oh, I mean, okay. I'd, okay. I'd have it up with some of the other ones. <laughs> I, I certainly wouldn't, like, change my plans to watch it, though. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. note that uh, uh, Matthias Perez-Garcia is probably not going to play with this left leg injury that he has. Not that, that, not that he's so exciting that he alone, uh, if he's absent, then you're not going to watch this game. We've got Wando. Anybody? Yes, we do. Anybody? No? Yeah, I like Wando this game. Uh Two games slate. If uh, if you're playing the Thursday Friday slate, mm-hmm. then Wanda's definitely up there. Uh, Quincy and Marquez has been hot too, so comes at a discount um, on sites that offer this slate. So yeah, I noticed uh, that you ranked him above Wanda. Yeah, he's been playing higher up the field for San Jose. Wanda's actually kind of dropped back a little bit more. I don't know if it's because of uh, Perez Garcia's absence, but Marquez has been getting more looks than, than Wando. So uh, I think maybe we'll see the same thing Friday night. And I don't know. It seems well, like we, a Mark kind of see it, but <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I was going to say, I might actually stay up and watch that. If I'm, if I'm uh, pumping in some of the entries on Mondo goals, 10,000 GB, GBP, uh, EPL contest Stand might up. be working on some of those burning the midnight oil. So um, <laughs> I might have true. that game playing in the background. But, uh, yeah, I like Amarqua. I mean, he's, it seems like he's kind of taken on his new new role in San Jose, and he's really run with it. So um, we'll look at him um, on this slate for sure. Anyone on the Colorado side from you guys? Well, first of all, I agree about Amarqua, and I almost did flip him and Wando, but Wando is just a, a goal scorer, so I have to leave him uh, a little bit higher. He's, he's at right after David Villa for me on Friday night. Um, but I, I still am looking at Kevin Doyle for Colorado. I think he, he's really taking it upon himself to try and force this team to maybe make a little bit of a push. And he has been getting into good scoring positions. He just necessarily hasn't been getting very good service. So if they can figure out ways to get him the ball, I think he's going to start to put it in the back of the net more and more. Um, I see, I, I guess our rankings haven't come out on the site quite yet, but we have some Vicente Sanchez love instead of Kevin Doyle. And I would just say um, we need to look at who's going to score the goals, not who's going to throw <laughs> in a, a couple boring crosses and has a, a good-looking beard. So, plus, hey, You get me to uh, take a peek at his, his game log lately. He's actually been pretty yeah, like, stellar. Yeah, but... 
tell me when the last time he scored more than one goal in like th a three-month stretch was. <laughs> I mean, that's how you win is with some goals, not with seven or eight crosses. Yeah, no, I think the – I mean, if you're playing this slate again, then you got to – if you're looking at some of the the um, salaries, then Sanchez is priced reasonably for his production as of late. Um, he's been crossing, shooting the ball, drawing fouls. I mean, all the all the things besides. I think he might have might have uh, sprinkled a goal in a goal or an assist in over the past few games. But um, he's I've been playing him here and there, and he's he hasn't been a bad um, punt just to to consistently score my team some points. So I like it. I'll take the goals. <laughs> I think we've wasted enough time on this these two games. Um I agree. But I mean, <laughs> how about how about just quickly a keeper for this slate? Who's our favorite? Bill Hamid. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Maybe Saunders. another monster performance. I have Josh Saunders. Yeah, I do too. I yeah, just... I think I've, I've got Bingham just in my rankings just because of the I think that they've got the best shot at a, a clean sheet. The yeah, earthquake I mean... Sue. But Liter literally, like, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just saying. I still like Hamid, maybe with uh, New York City getting getting so many chances, and just the way that he was able to fend off all those shots last week. It, you can't ignore ignore him. Yeah, I agree. I think all four keepers are like really fairly even on this uh, this two game slate. Yeah, they're they're all playable. Like that, you wouldn't for sure yeah, because all of them out. All four teams are not guaranteed to put a goal on the board. Right, right. The only reason I'm hesitant on Hamid, despite him being the best goalie, you know, outside of fantasy, is that David Villa is far and away the best player on the slate. And so keeping him out is a, a taller task than anybody else has to face. That's a great point. And Tommy McNamara is the second of best course, player right, on right. the slate. So <laughs> That's my new mantra. I never pick a goalie that is playing Tommy McNamara. <laughs> anyway, well, we're going to move on to Saturday. Uh, we don't have any of these early afternoon games we've been seeing recently. So 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern is the first one. Toronto at the Red Bulls. I don't know how to attack the Red Bulls outside of Bradley Wright Phillips, and so I'm hoping that you guys can answer this. I feel like every time I go with Lloyd Sam, uh, Sasha Kletchton scores, and then when Kletchton, when I go with Kletchton, uh, Sam has, you know, a goal and two assists. Or I'd pick both of them and Dax McCarty gets two assists. <laughs> uh, and now Sean Wright Phillips is kind of making a play for more playing time. I'm not sure he's going to crack this. I'm not sure who he replaces unless it's someone a little further up like Grella. But, uh, Skyler, how do you – if you were, if you needed to choose a, a Red Bulls midfielder, which one do you choose? And after watching the game on Sunday, I'm leaning towards Kleshton, as, yeah. as crazy as it sounds. He was really active, taking most of their set pieces, corner kicks. Um, just He's kind of stepped into that role as of late and for fantasy purposes, and then you want to give yourself the most opportunity to produce points, and it seems like he's that guy right now. Sam does have the upside to you know, burst through with like a, a two-goal game or two assists one goal game so it, it's tough but right now i've got question bumped up just a little bit more than sam 
Yeah, I think I have Sam over Question. Uh, Question in general has been a little bit underwhelming uh, this season. Sometimes he's just not really jumping into the final third as much as I'd like him to. Um, sometimes he's getting subbed off a little bit earlier than I'd hope for a, a player of his caliber. But at the same time, Lloyd Sam gets subbed off uh, quite a bit lately for either Grella or now Sean Wright Phillips. So it is kind of a roll of the dice, but I do think you have to you have to look at Kleshton and Sam over Felipe Martins and Dax McCarty because two of them just join the attack much more. The if you took one of the bottom two, it would be kind of just a a roll of the dice. So um, I I like Sam against Toronto. We always I always mention uh, that Toronto's fullbacks are awful. So the fact that Sam with some speed and skill can. Uh, kind of torch them down the the outside. I like that more than a central player like Kleshton, who's going to have to face like Michael Bradley, maybe Sheru in the middle. Yeah, the problem I ultimately have is that with all of the Red Bulls midfielders that their floors are really low. And right. so you don't you don't get sort of a nice baseline to say I'll plug this guy in for 5 or 6 points, but he can get to 15 uh, regardless of of fantasy format like that they throw up a lot of zeros <laughs> or ones I'll, you know and, i'll say this lloyd sam is not generally the type of player that has a low floor he last year and for much of this year he's been a player with a, a fairly high floor for a winger and a very high ceiling but yeah lately he's put up a couple duds and it's been disappointing yeah so, yeah i think the i think the just one more uh, point on question I really think the Mondo goal scoring setup favors his game a little bit more than Sam's whereas some other sites might reward a little bit more for uh, crossing and whatnot um, you know Mondo goal you look at Sasha question's game log it, it looks pretty stellar over the past four games he's had uh, nearly 10 points over the weekend against NYCFC a five point performance before that and then two games before that um, 17 and 20 points, wow. and there might have been a game missing uh, here and there when when Mondegol was undergoing their changes. But it's pretty pretty stellar when you're thinking uh, probably about a 15 point average over the past four games for him. He's not terribly cheap though. Yeah, it's true. He's 10.4 so, million. Yeah. Well, let me offer this. Lloyd Sam is averaging 0.02 points more than Kleshin for a million dollars less. Nice. I guess that's over the, the course of the season. I was going to say, I'd like to see, yeah. Right, like... well, Sam had a game recently where only, he only played 30 minutes. I don't think he started. Um, things like that. So, yeah, it's, it, it is a very tough call, but so, I'm, go I'm going Sam against the, the bad fullbacks of Toronto this week. Okay. Uh, flipping to the other side, Javinko, obviously the top play this week because he's Javinko. Are either of you tempted by the... Uh, 3.7 million dollar Josie Altador? Nope. <laughs> uh, it seems like there's so much value on the board that it's you can build a lineup without having to use that 3.5 million Josie Altador card. So wow, not even 3.7, huh? Oh, is he? I don't know. Yeah, I just <laughs> somewhere hovering somewhere around there. There's there's actually a slew of three 3.5 million forwards that you could if you really want to throw a pun out there. I think there's uh, Devin Sandoval, Juan Aguidello, mm -hmm. Olmes Garcia, I think Alan Gordon, even though he uh, obviously missed that sitter last weekend. 
but there's a, a handful of players that you can play at that price range if you re- really feel like it. But again, like I was saying, there's there's a lot of value to be had on Mondegol this week, so I don't know if you're going to have to go there. Yeah, the the one note about that is the only two, as far as I'm aware of, that you're going to be able to see the lineups for before Mondegol locks is uh, Agadello and uh, Josie. So, yep. yep, that's correct. Yeah, the other ones are, are more of a dice roll. Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, well, sure. speaking of Agadella, we'll just go to that next game, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Houston at New England. Revs were off last week. Uh, Houston's won two of their last three. J.D., you've been pushing for this three-headed monster of uh, Cubo Torres, Will Bruin, and Giles Barnes. You think it happens this week? Uh, well, I thought it was going to happen two weeks ago. I thought it was going to happen last week, and it did not. Yeah. So I, I've actually kind of given up. Oh, I've given up the dream, and I'm, I'm not going to let Houston disappoint me anymore. If, if I see it happen, I'll be excited about it. But until then, I'm just going to sit back and not care about Houston. That really served me well for the first half of the season. <laughs> um, Skylar, do you feel the same way about the Dynamo? Yeah, I really wish Cubo Torres was getting a little bit more run because he's amazing. He does, yeah, once he does, he's going to be a fantasy option across the board, and it's it's kind of baffling why. I mean, maybe he's just not fit yet, but they need a goal scorer to step in, and he's the guy. So um, I'm just waiting for him to be unleashed. Uh, he's 5.8 million on Mondo goal. Yeah. So you will be able to, like JD said, the, there's two games that you'll be able to see the starting lineups for before rosters lock. So just with Mondego, I believe they've uh, they've come out and said on Twitter that they're focusing on, on adding late swap at some point. At this point they still don't they still don't have it. So um, you really don't want to be caught with somebody that's inactive and af- after last weekend <clears throat> you know, I was on vacation, I still played a little bit and it was a uh, big mistake. <laughs> just uh <laughs> You know, just with the MLS and as crazy as of the uh, roster rotation as there is, it's just so hard to uh, submit a lineup and not have not have the ability to swap somebody in and out if you don't know if they're going to be playing or not. So, um, with that being said, then most of my lineups this weekend, especially on Saturday on Mondogo, will be based off of the first two games, just because we'll know who's playing on on four teams. So who do you like on the uh, on the rev side? Uh, I like uh, definitely like Shuttleworth at the price he's at. Go in here real, real quick and see what he's at. Four point eight. Yeah, wow. he's super cheap. I think goalkeepers on Mondo Goal are just kind of throw somebody out there and hope you score some points. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> when uh, when you're talking about four point eight for a, a goalkeeper at home against a, a attack that hasn't been. You know they haven't been anything noteworthy as of late, so I think Shuttleworth is worth a roll of the dice mm-hmm. at four point eight. I guess three nothing to the Galaxy is not noteworthy. <laughs> they've yeah, actually they won. Th- they've actually won three of their last five and drawn one of the others, which I did not expect to see when I looked this up. They just yeah. don't feel like a, a very good team, but this is probably their best stretch of the season. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they've their attack has been 
firing all cylinders. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they have. And they just went over the weekend two to one, I guess, against San Jose. So yeah. the scoring goals, um, you know, it feels like one of the games to me that New England really needs, and that, that it just feels like one of those games that you can kind of fish out the home team on this one that they're they need this game and they're going to get it. So that's why I'm, that's kind of why I'm leaning towards Shuttleworth at, at four point eight million, and then the defensive options I like Tierney. Still like Lee Wynn and Charlie Davies had a big game um, last game out, so I'll be uh, I'll be looking at all of those players from the ref side. Yeah, I I like all of those uh, those plays, and I also like Giles Barnes in the midfield for Houston. So, um, that that's a play we talked about last week. It's really tough to not play him when he's midfield eligible and he's relatively uh, inexpensive. So I, I don't know if I'm going to be looking at Charlie Davies with the amount of other uh, awesome forward plays on the slate, though. Although, in a nutshell, he's in a bubble, I guess. He's not a bad play. So you're going to roll out... <clears throat> I'm just going to say, are you going to roll out Agudelo if he's in the starting lineup? Is he a forward on Mondegol? Yeah. He's a forward, and he's $3.5 million. Yeah, I'm probably, not go- I'm probably not going to, and we'll talk about why later, I guess. we got a good segment coming up at the end of the show where we reveal our superstar teams that's right that's right so you jd you wouldn't mind playing barnes even with shuttlesworth in goal or is that that Uh, right now another one right now that's what i'm lined up to do okay because it barnes is such a good value and he i mean he really plays as a forward he gets a ton of shots and scoring opportunities he's very fast very hard working uh so even if I do like Shuttleworth in goal, I kind of have to take advantage of Barnes. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so the, for the games then that we're going to have to essentially guess on because they close or lineups come up come out after roster lock, the first one is that I'm going to ask about is Gal- the Galaxy traveling to Dallas. Um, the Galaxy... This game should be awesome it should be awesome but it won't that's my fear (laughs) that's my fear uh giovanni dos santos has fit in just as well as we kind of all expected him to be he's another one that's good that you know he's at his peak of his career and he's come in pretty pretty well gdl kick this one off to you first specifically in this game which duo do you prefer dos santos and keen or castillo and diaz I prefer DeSantos and Keane. They're it's just another level. I mean, Castillo and Diaz are probably one of the best pairs in the league, but Keane is last year and the year before might have been the best player in the league, and DeSantos may even surpass him. Mm-hmm. So, I last week an interesting observation I had watching the Galaxy game, and perhaps someone else saw it differently, but I thought Keane was really tucking into the midfield more and kind of playing more of a setup role for Zardis, for Dos Santos, and even uh, Sebastian Ledgett on the wing. And Keane and Gerrard were kind of just drifting more towards the top of the box than inside the box. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if that was just a game by game thing, like how it worked out, the team he was playing, or if Keane is kind of going to defer more to some of the other players. It's it's kind of an interesting thing to watch because we usually rely on Robbie Keane for a boatload of goals. Right. 
Skyler, which duo do you like? I still like uh, Dos Santos, Keen as well. I think they're, like JD said, there's too much firepower there between the two of them. Uh, Diaz and, and Casillo are quality, but when you're talking about uh, Dos Santos and, and Keen, then that's just, it's pretty scary. And that Galaxy lineup in general was just sick. I mean, it was... It's not saw, fair. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the starting lineup come out, I just shook my head. Like, this could be one of the best teams that we've seen in MLS. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but, I mean, I'd love to see that team. I mean, I realize there's not very much depth, and the defense could uh, could really crumble in another league, but I think that attack could could play in a, a better league around the world and hold their own. They wouldn't be great, but it would be fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be uh, – I'm expecting a fun game. Um, there's so many stars there, and I think Dallas will want to come out too, just kind of like, uh, like I was saying about NYCFC against D.C., Dallas will want to come out and try to prove themselves against one of the better sides in the league. So um, we could see a, a, a big performance from both of those players, from uh, Diaz and Castillo. So and Blas um, Perez, perhaps. I was just about yeah. to him too. Yeah. I mean, he's the one of the key guys you look at as far as having a chip on his shoulder all the time. <laughs> so I mean, going against some some other great players, but they're at home. They probably feel they should get some more respect, which they should. And uh, it, it has potential to be a great matchup. I just feel like somehow it's going to get bogged down, maybe like a one nothing, something boring. But uh, I'm definitely going to be tuning into this one. Um, and may, maybe Diaz and Castillo surprise us because they have the chemistry. They've been playing together. Um, Dos Santos looked great, but he did kind of look like he wasn't fully... Uh, you know, having that connection with his teammates that, that really could make the fireworks pop off. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think we can write off the, the Dallas side of this one at all. Okay. What do you think the score's going to be? Uh, I think it's going to be 2-1 Galaxy. Oh, that's it? Yep. <laughs> Skyler? I'll go 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Man. A tie? You're calling for a tie? Let's see some goals. <laughs> I was hoping for, you know, 4-3 or 5-4. Uh, I, I hope it's like that, but I just really think that they're going to tighten it up. It's going to get bogged down. And you're the you're the one harping on the Galaxy every time they travel to Texas, right? <laughs> I didn't bring it up this time, but you're right. I probably <laughs> should have. Uh, playing at the same time, Vancouver at Sporting Kansas City. Uh, we have kind of previously said that we stay away from visiting teams at Sporting Park. JD, are you going to keep that going this week? Um, probably. However, one interesting thing about this game is both teams are playing as we speak in the U.S. or no. Uh, the Canadian teams, I don't know what they're playing in. The <laughs> Canadian Cup, Canadian perhaps? Yep. Yeah, I thought that was over already, to be honest. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, the Kansas City's playing RSL right now in the U.S. Open Cup. So they're both coming off some short rest, and they're both playing pretty full squads. So I, I'm going to have to evaluate those lineups and how many minutes people played before I can really get a grasp on what this game's going to be like. I like Kansas City a lot, though, and I think this game could be uh, more exciting than L.A. Dallas. Wow. Okay. 
Uh, we'll note that uh, Graham Zuzzi was the latest of late scratches last week with his calf injury. He did not play tonight. We're taping this on a Wednesday night with the U.S. Open. He didn't play completely unavailable, but, you know. And for our listeners, I just need to say this for anybody who read my, my DraftKings article where I suggested Zuzzi, I think in both lineups, he got scratched after lineup lock. Yep. And that was such a bummer, and uh, nothing I can do about it to help you guys out, but but I'm commiserating with you. <laughs> the That happened in Premier League also with Leighton Baines, who he actually, for DFS purposes, was still, you could still change him, but for season long, they announced after their lineup that he was going to be out like 12 weeks because he hurt himself <laughs> the day before, and it's like and you only get long ones. You only get one free transfer in that season. Exactly. Game, so. One per, per week. So uh, that's really a bummer. People. Yeah. But, uh, Skyler, is there anybody other than, uh, Benny Failhaber, Dom Dwyer and Christian Nemeth that you're considering from the sporting side? Uh, I might consider, uh, some of their defensive options. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Ellis has been pretty solid as of late. Um, for Mondo goal, like JD said, we're going to be revealing some of our teams later in the in the show. So Kevin Ellis made my team. He's been performing lately, so um, he'll be worth a look for me. Um, did you mention Namath when you were asking me that question? Yes. Okay. But, yeah, Namath's on my radar. Like him, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Namath is on my radar. I uh, would say Jacob Peterson after that kind of weird you know, getting pushed up to forward. Um, I think he was slotted in for – was he slotted in for Zussi over the weekend? I didn't get to see the game, but I know yeah, he, he came up. Yeah, he ended up with a goal. So – Or, no, I take that back. I'm sorry, because I had him in my some of my DraftKings lineups as well. So him and Zussi were in the same original lineup. Okay. I don't know who came in for for Zussi. Um Oh, it's Hallisey, I believe. Okay. Zussi um, might be back this weekend. Yeah, by the he might way. be. He might. I th- I think he was questionable for tonight. He was. So, but he didn't. T- he didn't play though. <laughs> right. So I'm thinking if he is questionable tonight, but they were thinking he might play, then we we might see him this weekend. Peterson's played tonight and this past weekend, so it might be time for him to take a seat on the bench again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably won't be playing Peterson he's he's 5.1 million he did have a goal last weekend um and he when he starts and he's you know he's worth a look at least just for a differential play other than than Dwyer and Namath but um just with his yeah with as much run as he's had as of late then I'll probably be staying okay and I don't think we have anything more or I guess on the um no i got nothing more to say on that one <laughs> yeah i have nothing to say about the white cap side either really except yeah, Pedro just, Morales. I'm, trying, I'm looking yeah. at names and thinking to myself i'm not sure there's anybody here that i'm gonna go after pedro morales apparently had an awesome free kick tonight and that's the second one since he's returned from injury which is i think a, a three-game stretch perhaps so may- maybe you have to bring him back into the discussion Christian Takera had an awesome game last week. Yeah. He won people a lot of money on DraftKings. 
And Octavio Rivero up top, I think, is always an option. But Kansas City at home is one of the tougher uh, matchups you could have. So, yeah, you kind of have to balance the risk with the reward. Right. Um, all right, so the last game of the night, 10 o'clock Eastern, Portland at RSL. Uh, my notes here were that RSL is well-rested after the debacle from last weekend where they essentially sat anybody who would be of any consideration for fantasy purposes. Some of them are playing tonight uh, at Sporting Kansas City in this U.S. Open Cup. Let me start on that side. Um, who are your favorite plays from RSL, uh, J.D.? Javier Morales is the first guy I'm looking to. Um, next, I think that I would probably have to look at Nick Raimondo, actually. Mm. I think RSL at home, they're another tough matchup, and Portland really hasn't been... Um, I can't remember the last time Portland scored more than two goals in a game. Maybe maybe they have, but I can't recall. It feels um, like it's been quite a while. Yeah, it does, and... They just don't have the same bite that they used to. I think they're going to get it back, both offensively and defensively. But right now, for this weekend, they just don't have it. So I think defensively, RSL is someone you have to look at. Um, and I believe Plata was rested on the weekend and tonight. Um, so he's a guy you definitely could see having a big game against Portland. Yeah, I wonder if there's something more than than just rest. That's what I'm starting to think. Yeah, yeah. if he's not playing tonight, then that that surprised me that he was left out tonight. I figured over the weekend it was just because RSL was focusing on the Open Cup. But now that he's been left out of the lineup tonight, then that's going to really, unless I hear something in in the next couple of days, then that may put me off of him just, again, with with Mondogol not having a late swap in place. I just don't want to take that risk if he's questionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Um, yeah, he's not even on the bench for right. uh, for RSL. Right. So if you wanted to go on the Portland side, um, where do you guys go? Do you write to Valeri and move on, or is there anybody else that you'd consider? Whichever forward starts. I know I just said that Ramondo was a good play in their defense, but uh, I – I still do like the talent they have. So their Adi always has potential to score two or more. Um, and if Lucas Milano gets in, I'm not even sure if he's available on Mondo Gold, but he he's a really promising young player that they paid a ton of money for, perhaps unprecedented. Um, he is available this week for yeah. 5.2. I was going to say 5.2, so, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I really consider any like the wing midfielders or um, not not too much in the back. Maybe Alvis Powell. He's always a good fullback option, but on the road, I don't know how much he's going to really push the envelope. Mm-hmm. But what about Valeri? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Valeri, 100%. Okay. Yeah, I'd say Valeri, if anybody from Portland for me. Um, he hasn't really done much as of late, but again, he's the type of guy that could show up with a monster game when you're sleeping on him. So uh, it's, he's a tough fade, but I don't know if I'm going to be on him. Just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, Keep in mind that Portland's well-rested and RSL is, they're really in a in a big game tonight. I don't. I think it might be the quarterfinals or the semifinals. I think it's the semis. 
Yeah, it's the Sunnies. Yeah. And it's against, um, it feels like this is the fourth time I think they've played uh, Sporting this year. And it's 1-1 in about the, the 60th minute almost. So that that's a really emotional game that could drain drain RSL. So I, I don't know if this game uh, is, is pretty intriguing and it's going to be the last one of the night. Yeah, that should be a good one for sure. I agree. Before we move on to Sunday, just want to take a quick second to thank Mondogold.com for their sponsorship of this podcast. If you're passionate about the beautiful game and fantasy soccer, you've got to head over, join us over at Mondogold.com. They've got thousands of cash in cash up for grabs daily and weekly. Uh, their big contests right now are with the, on the Premier League side, uh, in the on their pound sterling side even. Um, but they've got uh, in addition to Premier League and obviously MLS, because we're talking about it, they've got La Liga, Serie A. They'll do some Champions League stuff when when that comes to the uh, the group stages. They have a deal with us now that for all new uh, first time depositors, if you use the promo code Roto R O T O, you'll get a two hundred dollar or excuse me two hundred percent bonus on your first deposit. So uh, for anybody that's new to Mondogol, feel free to use that code and get in we're obviously uh going to reveal some of our lineups we tend to use a few throughout the weekend but we'll uh, reveal ours after we chat about these sunday games so guys let's jump right into sunday five o'clock eastern orlando at seattle clint dempsey is now questionable with a hamstring injury he was a late scratch last week however obafemi martins looks is now described as probable to play the sounders were absolutely horrible without both of them and Marco Papa who is still out they were slightly above horrible but still very bad with Dempsey and not Martins and Papa how do you think they'll be without Papa without Dempsey but with Martins (laughs) and without last week's hero Chad Barrett who did (laughs) did the beautiful move of oh gosh hurting himself (laughs) when he celebrates the goal I I both love and hate when that happens for a player because I, I often think what I would do, and I would probably never celebrate. Well, it's not like he even did a backflip I was or just anything about to crazy. Say that. Just he, you know, was I, running away from one of his teammates, kind of like you see a, all the time. And he's an old man, though. You can't make that quick cut out <laughs> there when you're celebrating a goal. I'll but, uh, I'll plug our RotoWire notes for a second because I I got an alert on my phone that he scored. And then I was looking at my computer and saw that we had a new note up on Chad Barrett. And I thought to myself, the game is three minutes old. That's not good. And I looked, <laughs> scored in the first minute, subbed off in the third. And it's like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So back to the match. Yes. I don't, I don't know how good Seattle is going to be because I don't know if any of their new signings are going to play. They have three big names they brought in. Nelson Valdez who has a lot of uh, Bundesliga experience. Andreas uh, Ivanschitz. I don't really know too much about him, to be quite honest, but he's supposed to be fairly good um, with some European experience. And then they just brought in Roman Torres, um, a, a huge CONCACAF defender. He's um, like literally huge. <laughs> literally huge, <laughs> yeah. talent-wise, uh, pretty darn good as well. Um so this really bolsters their lineup, and when everybody's healthy, they're going to be able to compete with the Galaxy if they meet them again. So I I think that maybe one of them get in this week, um, and I don't really know if it helps them too much, but being at home certainly is a boost. 
and Orlando. Orlando is a team that travels well, but they're they don't feel like they're at the peak um, of their game right now. Yeah, I think if Seattle has anything going for them, that it's that Orlando is coming to town. So um, if they're ever in a bounce back spot, then it's this weekend. I think that they've got a good chance to bounce back and have a good game. And I do like Obafemi Martins if he comes out and starts. I think he's a must-play on a two-game slate. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of yet to be seen, the the contributions that the new guys will have. I'm not even really sure who all is available fantasy-wise this weekend. I think uh, Evan Schitz might be. Um, he's on Mondegol for $6.5 million, so maybe I don't really know much about the guy either, but if he starts and maybe he's worth a roll of the dice, um, I'll probably stay away myself, but I do think Seattle's got the upper hand on the two game slate out of all the teams playing. I like them the most. If you told me that Obafemi Martins was going to play 45 minutes, he might be my top forward on the (laughs) entire slate. Yeah. All the reports I'm seeing says he's training and looking like he's probable to, to go. So I would be surprised with, the lack of options that Seattle has if he doesn't start. And I think he's a good 70 minutes, 60, 70 minutes. But if, I mean, realistically, who else are you considering fantasy-wise from Seattle? <laughs> maybe Nagel. I know J.D. doesn't want to hear that, but for me it's it's between maybe maybe Nagel and uh, Freiburg had a pretty good weekend last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Freiburg's been pretty bad, but that that service for Barrett's goal was very nice. Yeah, and he's on corners, taking some free kicks, so yeah. he's worth a look. At, not I a, think he's super cheap on Mondo Gold, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, not a bad call at all. And as far as Nagel goes, I'll say this. <laughs> he didn't make my top six midfield rankings. However, when the other teams on the slate include Chicago and Philadelphia, you're always going to be in the mix it was for, close. for fantasy consideration. You don't have him either in the top six. It was so close, man. <laughs> you have Tomas, and you didn't even mention him. Well, Tomas, actually, uh, is Nagel most... list- Yeah, is he is he listed as a midfielder on Monogol? I think he might be listed as a forward. He's a forward, yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, that really puts him out of the running. Yeah, so that was that was my struggle. Is I was it was between him or your other uh, favorite Sebastian Latou, and I think I gave Latou a little bit of a bump over him. Wow. It's about as ugly as a slate as you can get. Um, (laughs) I just had to take a deep breath there for a second. So so we have not that, I mean, Chicago and Philadelphia, though that's the second game, 7 o'clock. They, my guess is their lineups will be announced um, a little too late because actually it'll be way too late excuse me so yeah the you'll have to know although there aren't a lot of questionable plays for for them like you know the guys that are going to start from them um so they're They're playing they're playing tonight each other are we talking about philly and chicago yeah yeah they're playing each other in the open cup semis even better (laughs) just what we need more chicago and philly um (laughs) Yeah, that, that Sebastian Latou goal that we mentioned was the winner I'm checking here. <laughs> so he's obviously in excellent form. But anyway, um, all right, let me focus on that game then because uh, I'll start off with this. 
Skyler, who do you prefer, Harry Ship or Sean Maloney? Uh, probably Sean Maloney for me. He's has a little bit more opportunity in the Chicago attack, so he uh, he think he takes penalty kicks for him, unless I guess unless Lorenowitz is around. Mm-hmm. But I think Maloney's probably got the higher upside of the two. I do like Harry Ship, but I just if if I'm having to pick between the two, then Maloney's the guy for me. Okay, then then let me expand the question. Do you like Akam and Maloney or Maidana and Sapong? Probably this or game, Maidana and Sapong. Maidana whoever starts, I guess. Yeah, probably this game for me. I'm always heavy on I'm favoring the home teams. So I was hoping uh, you were going to say heavy on Philly. Just <laughs> <laughs> I love stacking no, Philly. Not yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd say Maidana has just been so good this season, so he's always on my radar. And then Sapong's been, he's still been holding his own. So he's up there. And then once Arisagueta comes around with his fitness, um, he's going to be back on the, the fantasy radar as well. So all of those guys are good options on a two game slate. And Barnetta, perhaps. Yeah, Barnetta, uh, I think I probably went a little bit too heavy on him last weekend just because I know he's, I've seen some of his highlights and seen him play a little bit here and there. But, um, he too, like we said earlier about the just the learning curve coming into MLS, he's probably gonna ha- it's probably gonna take him a game or two before he starts coming around to where we start seeing him produce fantasy wise. So uh, might be a little bit um, might have some cold feet on playing him this week, but um, he's an option. Okay. Um, I can't believe I agree. This For the record, I agree that I'm taking the the stack with Philadelphia, Sapong and Maidana over Maloney and Akam. Okay. Yeah, Akam's been a little bit of a letdown too since he came back from from injury and from um I guess the international play that he was playing with Ghana. Um they have so many forwards in the mix that it's not even a guarantee he plays like more than 70 minutes. That's mm-hmm. what's frustrating cuz they got rid of goalie to Prado. Great. Awesome move. <laughs> they traded Ameriqua. Not a great move. But then they go and pick up Gilberto from TFC. Um, so it's like, come on, you're getting rid of one terrible forward just to get another? Yeah, he um, went out early in like the 20th minute earlier, this, <laughs> earlier tonight, by the way. So Yeah, I saw that. So Iguananike is there. Jason Johnson is suddenly like, I don't know what he's I, him and the coach must be related. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's puzzling. I, I do kind of like Sean Maloney because the way he lined up tonight, he was very high, um, okay. right behind the kind of the striker. So uh, while I like Maloney, over ship for sure, I, I like Philly in this one for whatever reason. That makes me feel crazy. <laughs> Had to happen at some point this season. I think this is the second week in a row I've complimented Philadelphia. I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, All right, let's just uh, jump in. We call this the Daily Dose on our Premier League podcast, which um, I think is a terrible name, but we haven't come up with anything better. So we're going to go through uh, our Mondo goal lineups. Let's start with Sunday just because we have been talking about it. Um, Did either of you pick anything but a 3-4-3? I did no. not. Great. Yeah, I've got a three four three. Okay. 
Uh, JD, why don't you lead us off with your uh, goalie and defenders? Why don't you guys lead us off? <laughs> because I, I didn't know we were doing Sunday, so I have to build one quick. Even better. All right, Skyler? Yeah, let me pull it up here. Um, let's see. So a reminder, this is the Seattle hosting Orlando and um, Chicago traveling to Philadelphia. Yeah. Which I can't imagine anybody. I assume that's the ESPN game, although I can never keep track which is first or second. But whoever has that game has to be bummed. Well, they <laughs> switch it. They switch oh, who's they? first oh, okay. and second. Yeah. So. Yeah, so starting from the back, I've got – um, uh, like I said earlier, I really feel like Seattle is going to get the job done. I think they're going to bounce back. I just feels like they've been in such a huge slump, and this is the best opportunity they've got to bounce back. So I've got Fry and goal. I've got Tyrone Mears and Chad Marshall on defense, along with Fabinho from Philadelphia. And then my midfield, I've got Sean Maloney. I've got Kaká, Christian Madonna, and Harry Shipp. And then up top, I've got Obafemi Martins, David Akam, and CJ Sapong. Mm. So I feel like it's a pretty stout lineup. Um, definitely, you know, you could, if uh, depending on some of the roster rotation, which I guess, let's see, what's the first game of that slate? Is that the? Seattle. Yeah, that's going to be tough because the Chicago-Philadelphia is going to have the most rotation since they're both playing tonight. So... Um, I'm not super confident on all the Chicago and Philly guys I've got going, but um, one good thing to take away from that game is that it, it didn't go to extra time, so I wouldn't be surprised, especially with the game being on Sunday, if, if all those guys play um, this game too. How much money did you have left over? I've got uh, $1.5 million oh. remaining. Okay. All right, I'm ready if you're ready. Oh, hey, look at that. Go for it. <laughs> All right, so I also like Seattle's defense. I'm going with Stefan Fry and Tyrone Mears. But I want to diversify the back line a little bit because uh, I think, you know, all the teams have a solid chance to score. So I'm liking the attacking potential of uh, Jovan Jones for Chicago. And I also like Fabinho for Philadelphia. He really has been getting up the wing a lot, and I think he'll be key to kind of boosting that attack. They kind of need an extra man to, to join them just to help with the numbers game when they have slow guys like Latou up there. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going pretty much all out attacking fullbacks uh, on my back three. Okay. What about the rest of your squad? Oh, sure. Just go so um, let's, let's start with the, the front line. I've got Obafemi Martins. I'm assuming he's going to play. Uh, I have CJ Sapong. Maybe the the best forward on the slate. That's a little underrated, but uh, he's been playing very well. A favorite of uh, one of our our favorite listeners, Robert, <laughs> and uh, he's he's pretty affordably priced. If for whatever reason you find yourself struggling to to fit everyone in, so and finally I have Kyle Laren. I know that I have Fry in goal, but it's a it's a two game slate, so cut me some slack. Laren has been on fire and. Uh, Let's just transition in the midfield. I'm pairing him with Kaká. Money is not tight in my budget. So um, so I had the luxury of paying up for Kaká. He's still a great player, and I don't think Ozzy Alonso is playing, which means that Seattle's not quite as stout defensively in the midfield. So I think Kaká could have his way um, in the center of the pitch. 
Next, I have Maloney. We've talked about him a lot. I have Maidana, um, one of the better playmakers on the slate by far. If Philadelphia's going to score, he's probably going to be involved. And then my wild card is Zach Pfeffer. Mm. Um, I think he's just 21 years old, maybe even 20. Uh, a really good young attacking player for Philadelphia. Um, and he's just 5.7 million, did not play tonight. So I'm pretty confident that they will get him on the pitch this weekend. I have a dangerously similar squad to yours, uh, to the fact that uh, six of my seven front players are the same. Except Pfeffer. The only, yeah, I went Freiburg, actually, instead of Pfeffer. Uh, and I think after Kaká, Maidana, and Maloney, uh, I guess I could have gone with Ship, but... Uh, I also went with Jovan Jones, and three Chicago players on the road worried me a little bit. It just made me uneasy. <laughs> uh, I also right. went with Mears in the back. I went more Orlando heavy, actually. I don't necessarily think uh, they're going to be held out. I, I don't think there's a shutout in this, in either game. So when I started, I usually start my roster from the back. So I actually started with Tally Hall at 3.6. He's the cheapest one in the slate including all the backups. So I just kept him in because um, you, you don't get win points on Mondo goal, but I don't think anybody's getting clean sheet points. So I went with Hall, and I also threw in Corey Ash because Luke Bowden is a midfielder here. I was going to ask if you guys thought that Bowden was worth playing as a midfielder, but being that both of you were pretty high on Seattle, at least holding them out, I left that question out. But. Well I'll say this really quickly. Uh, he didn't play on the attacking wing like he did the prior two matches this past weekend. He played as a fullback. Yeah, which he is, moved back it, into that fullback role. Yeah, which is still okay, but if he's in the midfield spot, then I'm not really as thrilled about it. Right, right. It's kind of the opposite of, of elsewhere where he was playing midfield but de uh, designated as a defender. Now he's kind of switched the other way, which is the wrong way to go. <laughs> um, but I've got $10 bucks left. Wow. <laughs> right, and I'm... It's kind of, I didn't see any like glaring weaknesses. Like even if I went from Tally Hall to Fry, I still have seven million left. So um, it'll be a week of leaving money on the table. Yeah, I'll I'll say this about Tally Hall and Corey Ash in your lineup. I I don't think me and Skyler have more than I only have one attacking player from Seattle. I think Skyler had what two. No, I've got one. I've got Obafemi, and then I've yeah. got uh, Mears, Chad Marshall, and Fry in the back. So I'm really banking on that Seattle mm -hmm. coming right, through so, with a big defensive performance. So the three of us have a combined four attacking players from Seattle. So that maybe speaks to Orlando being a sneaky uh, defensive play. That's certainly True. the hope. That's certainly the hope. All right, let's go uh, quickly because this is heading to be the longest podcast in the history of rotowire soccer but uh let's quickly go through our our saturday lineups if you want to go through that uh jd sure i'll start in the back i have shuttleworth he's one of the cheapest options on the slate um and i think new england coming off the bye week has a pretty good chance at a clean sheet particularly if they don't start cuba torres up top <laughs> uh so i'm also going with tierney I, I'm always puzzled by what, why Mondo Goal has Tierney so cheap when he's pretty much the premier attacking fullback in the league. Awesome left foot. Some have said the best left foot in the league, uh, even when you include true attacking players. So Tierney's in there at 
Um, I went Marcel DeYoung. He didn't play tonight. I know he hasn't been getting in the lineup for Kansas City, but the fact that he hasn't played the last two matches and they have three games in about eight days, I'm hoping he finally gets in another great attacking fullback. And then I have Jermaine Taylor. He was cheap, and I needed the salary relief. Um, he gets a lot of points for touches. Um, being, a, I believe, a center back, he's going to play. So one side of that match, if there's a shutout in Houston, New England, I, I have the points. Mm-hmm. You want me to keep going? Yeah, or yeah you let's wanna... just run through. All right. So that same game, let's say I'll have Lee Wynn and Giles Barnes. I think they're two of the better attacking options in the midfield on the slate. Um, let's not forget how good Lee Wynn's been just because there's been a bye week. Um, you have to pay up a little bit for him, but I think it's going to be worth it. And then I have Giovanni Dos Santos in the midfield. He's only $5.4 million, so you're literally crazy if you don't use him. It's not like we're talking about uh, huge GPPs with thousands of people in them on Mondugo where you do have to have a differential to win. Um, you know, there's not that many entries, so play it smart. Use Giovanni Dos Santos. And I have Lloyd Sam. I, we talked about earlier why I like him over some of the other guys uh, in New York. And he's pretty affordable, $9.4 million. And up top, I think everyone might even be the same here. I have Javinko, Bradley Wright Phillips, and Robbie Keane. Those are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually went against uh, Keno to... I wasn't super pleased with the the final lineup. I might end up tweaking it, but uh, so settled upon Shuttleworth and goal, uh, Chris Tierney in the back with Matt Miazga and Kevin Ellis. Both have been pretty solid for respectively for both of their teams. And on Mondegol's scoring setup, I like both of those guys for their their price. Um, in the midfield, I've got Mario Diaz, Luis Silva from RSL is kind of a little bit of a punt, but he uh, he was finally rolled out in the starting lineup last week for Salt Lake, had a pretty good performance, and he's only $5.6 million on Mondo goal. So if you're really trying to save some bank, he might be worth looking at. Uh, I've also got Lee Wynn, and Gio Dos Santos is just way too cheap in the midfield at $5.4 million. So he's... Borderline must-play status for me. And then up top, yeah, I've got Giovinco, uh, BWP, and then Fabian Castillo. I know I said earlier I like the, the Dos Santos-Keen pairing better than the, the Diaz-Castillo, but um, just on this lineup, it worked out to where I had enough cash to make it happen with uh, with Castillo in there. So I um, still had 700000 left over at the end of the day, so it would take some rearranging for me to do. Uh, to get Keno in there, which I might try to try to work in, but at this point, that's what I'm rolling with. Okay, I went a little differently, um, all over, in fact, or almost all over. Dos Santos, obviously there, but I went with Tim Malia and Matt Beasler. Uh, I had DeYoung, and him not playing multiple games worries me. I, I don't mind when guys miss one game, but missing a few more after that always tends to make me question it um, I wanted some of the uh, New England defense so I went with uh, Jose Gonsalves who is basically I don't want to call it a punt but it's essentially a clean sheet or bust for him uh, and then I went to the RSL side with uh, Abdulli Mansali who um, JD put me on a few weeks ago was it last week or was it the week before that you 
two weeks ago two weeks in ago. that in that ten goal extraordinaire, right. he had he had a beauty. Right. Two right. weeks ago, when he won JD uh, a bucket of cash. That's right. That's right. Somehow, <laughs> a defender in a is... ten goal game worked out. Right, and his name is Man Sally, which is really cool. Right, right. <laughs> um, my midfield was—I uh, had Dos Santos too because you can't—you can't pass that up. I took Barnes as well, um, hoping that he gets you know twelve shots on goal but doesn't actually score, uh, or else I lose my Gonzalez clean sheet. I went with Valeri at ten-two. I had Sam at one point. I had Kletchton at one point. I have Valeri now. I'm sure it'll be somebody different later on. And then I paid up for Javier Morales. Uh, instead of going with the three really expensive forwards, I did two plus Morales just because um, he's just playing way too well right now. And, you know, Portland's obviously <clears throat> a good defensive team, but they're they're not unstoppable RSL at home, so I like that. So because I did that, um, I had Javinko and Keane, but I threw in a 6.5 on Charlie Davies, which was – I'm not a big Charlie Davies fan, but in this matchup it seemed like it was worth a play. I like that a lot. I considered uh, – yeah, I actually considered playing a 3-5-2. I did too. Um, yeah, because uh, I had to leave out Javier Morales and I had to leave out Diego Valeri, and I wasn't too happy about either. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's definitely a consideration. Then you could stack the defense if you kind of save some money by by removing one of those expensive forwards. Right. So right. Yeah, I, like I like your the, lineup. Yeah, I like the Davies play too at six point five. He's definitely on my radar. That's he had a great game last time out and he's the type of player that once he gets rolling, he's hard to stop. It feels like he's you know, he's fueled by that, that momentum, so um, I like the play a lot, especially at 6.5. Yeah. We'll see. I usually am very pro three very expensive mid or forwards, and so I, I struggle when I only have two of them like that. But Anyway, guys, thank you for that. Um, thank you again to Mondo Goal for the sponsorship of the podcast. As we'll, We're obviously playing this week because we've got some lineups in, so everybody feel free to come and join us. As a reminder, you can use the promo code ROTO for all first-time deposits. Get a 200% uh, bonus on that. So come join us. Guys, best of luck this weekend. Good luck, guys. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.